This episode of Another Great Day is brought to you by Tombstones, billboards for dead people. It's Thursday. I thought it was going to be pizza. <laughs> pizza. For Multiple pizzas. Cheap pizza. <laughs> it's Thursday, October 26, 2023. I'm Aaron, and this is my very alive, non-frozen pizza co-host. <laughs> Chris. I've been compared to many things by you. <laughs> it's true. And this is the best. It's I'm true. not a frozen pizza. That's and right. you're very alive. Uh, also true. Yep, that blood is flowing through your body. Praise the Lord. All right, well, we'd like to welcome you folks here oh. to another this great is, day. Yeah, I have a special thing for uh, the upcoming segment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we sure do. Uh, this is a podcast designed to encourage interaction, creativity, and conversation. That's our motto here at another great day so uh glad you're here how you doing today chris i am am well this question i'm gonna be completely vulnerable you don't like it well it's a it's a funny question people ask how you doing and they mean hello they mean hello and and they're showing a general concern for your existence they they are and i feel compelled to give a genuine answer. Say, I am, I'm a horrible today. Thank you for asking. But I am not horrible today. Me but, neither. But how, how do you think, how do you think people are doing today out there in the, in the listening audience? On, you think they're doing well? On Thursday, October 26th today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, this is like, can you describe is, how everyone's this, doing? This, <laughs> you just made that one question that I have a hard time answering. One, eight billion times <laughs> Harder. <laughs> you successfully well, went. What can I say? The farthest <laughs> down that hole we could go. <laughs> I took it to the extreme. If this was a spaceship, I would have put all the levers all the way up. I would have pushed the, the all stars the sliders would have into white lines. Yes, zooming through. Make it so. You I know, think the world's doing fine today. Full Picard. Yeah, I hope so. Me too. The Lord is watching it's over the us. future, so I can't tell. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um. I'll tell you somebody who's doing well, all things considered. That's my dad. He fell off a ladder last week. Isn't that crazy? It is. He got hurt. He might not want me to share that, but he's he's okay, though. We're just glad he didn't hit his head or anything. Accidents happen, and uh, he's going to recover. So he's, he's sh- shouldering no. the pain. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. You want to edit this out? <laughs> no, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go ahead and talk about our segment of the day. Thursday's segment is called Born This Day, Dead This Day. It's a segment that adequately describes exactly what we're about to tell you. Someone who was born this day and someone who died this day. Chris, born on this day. Is this the one you wanted to do or do it you want to do the other one? separate one. one on okay. So you do the born. Okay, here we go. Born on this day, October 26th, 1946, Patrick Leonard Sajak will one day be known to millions of game show fans as the Wheel of Fortune host, Pat Sajak. He's born in Chicago. Yep. The Wheel of Fortune, which debuted in 1975, became the longest running syndicated game show on American television, turning Sajak and his co-host Vanna White into pop culture icons. So this is the one where they spin a wheel and then guess letters on words? Yes. A precursor to Wordle of sorts? Oh, absolutely. It or was crossword? It, crossword, fill in the blank. 
It is uh, fill in the blank. It is kind of wordly, but yeah, you get usually you get at least one letter. No, that's the ending game. The end one, the very last final. But you round, do get a clue. You get a clue. Is it a place oh, or right. a, a right. thing or a person or a phrase? And, it's a lot of fun. And Pat Sajak was the guy who led the show. Still leading it. Oh, he is to this day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought he was. He might have retired, passed away, or retired. And Drew Carey is doing it now. No, I'm just kidding. That's Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Pat Sajak retired? I'm going to look this up right now and just see. Um, survey says the end is near. Oh. But no, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. How about that? Well, there you go, Pat. All right. Hang in Keep there, Pat. Uh, so the person who has died on this day, I, mean, I got notes here. Is This is a long time ago. Get ready to be educated. And this person died on October 26th, 1773. Whoa. Three years before America's founding. Yes. All right. Here's the scene. You're in a French palatial governmental building. Whoa. It is revolutionary in here. It's in it's 1712. Ugh. And um, a person named, I'm going to not do this name very well because it's French, but it's I'll okay. try. Amadei, it's like A-M-E with an accent, D-E with an accent, E. So Whoa. two E's at the end, but one of them has an accent, so I have no idea how to pronounce that. Wow. Um, Francoise uh, Frezier. Wow. What if you just said it like, uh, I don't know, just like a regular dude? Like uh, imagine like you thought, yeah. Arnold Francis. Frank. (laughs) I just took parts of the words. Anyway, Frezier sits in this office and he, this is a, this is a precursor is having uh, some, some fruit with another, another diplomat, a a governmental person. Okay. And the fruit happens to be local variety from the hillside. It's like very small strawberries. They had to pick by hand. Okay. Those kind of things. Probably tastes great. And I'll tell you on the mountains in France, there's, wild strawberries that grow on bushes. Oh, my god! So as you're hiking up the mountain, you can just pluck it off and eat it. That is like great. candy. Oh, my goodness. Size of Skittles. It's great. I love that. So Francois, uh, Frezier was sent on a navigating mission to round Cape Horn of South America as a guest to the Chilean government. Whoa. That is a long he commute. Was, he was sent... <laughs> To spy. Oh no! And write down. He's a he's a mathematician and botanist and cartographer. Okay. He went somewhat talented fellow. Yeah, he's a scientist of sorts. He went to um, write down the ports and where the the fortifications were to uh, to get information about the Chilean government okay. and their land to send back to France. This is so random. It is. He so he went to. Chile, okay, and wandered around on a, a boat. As didn't a guest, have planes on a boat as a guest, and spent time there. While he was there, he saw um, a special variety of strawberries. Oh, that's right. Interesting. They have strawberries in Chile, also. They do. And okay. Apparently, these were as big as hen's eggs. Whoa! So he wrote. They were large, and they were in charge. They were in charge. (laughs) 
the so a regular strawberry bush that you would have in France or in Europe is a bush, a vertical plant. Mm-hmm. This grew in vines. What? Along the ground and had thick, hardy runners. They call them the the vines. Like like a tomato plant has runners that go climb everywhere. And, yeah, yeah. So he took back five specimens to France. My goodness. Then. After he finished his spy espionage tour, <laughs> he used his botany skills to crossbreed the sweet mountain strawberries with the strawberries of Chile. What? And that is what we now eat. So eat- his spy trip to a foreign country brought back the, cro- like the, the strawberry that now makes our big strawberries that we get. They described the large runners for the strawberry, the long lines of the vines, like straw. It was strewn among the ground in Old English. That is where we get the term straw for strawberries because of all the vines that would grow every which way on the ground. This is so random. His last name, just to top it all off, means was gifted to his great-grandfather from a king in France. His last name was a gift? His last name was, uh, he was knighted. The, the great-grandfather oh. was, like, commissioned and knighted. The great-grandfather gave gifts of strawberries to the king. Cool. And his last name is Frézier, which is similar to Fraz, which is the French word for strawberry. Whoa! Mr. So, strawberry himself. So this is where we get our strawberries from all of this so there you go that's crazy that's like he went on one mission but came back with the result of strawberries totally something different this is like when i tell my kids to go get something out of their room <laughs> and i find them completely doing something else <laughs> so i guess distraction can pay off yeah well <laughs> he had to take note of all the things that was the whole point so that's he was so crazy on a job to notice things i think it's more interesting that he had like four professions like, yes hey, oh my gosh <laughs> it's like i'm barely good at one thing that guy was good at four things well that'll do it for born this day dead this day that's pretty interesting chris and now you guys all know where strawberries come from they also come from god so <laughs> <laughs> thanks mr strawberry And that'll bring us to This Day in History. All right. On this day in 1825, the Erie Canal opens for ships. Uh, Construction on the 363-mile-long canal began in 1817. The canal, which connects Lake Erie in Buffalo, New York, to the Hudson River in Albany, New York, was used to ship goods in a time when it was cheaper and more effective to transport them through the waterways. Less fuel, right? Um, Since the 1990s, the canal had been primarily used for recreational purposes. Oh, wait, so it's closed down to, like, shipping? I guess so. Interesting. Yeah, for some reason, when I think of canals, I think of the Panama Canal every single time. Or the Suez Canal. I don't even think of that one. I think of Panama, and that's it. Like how they how they can drain the water from from can the section to section lock. Thank you. I was going to use that word, and then I was like, I don't think that's the word. I think that's what they're called. When I think of locks, I think of Loch Ness monster, another water. I think of a character from a video game called Lock. What? From Final Fantasy VI. Oh, or Lock from the show Lost. 
John Locke. Oranges. <laughs> Strawberries. Geneva <laughs> always puts one orange, like a slice of orange in her mouth and then like opens it and her whole mouth is <laughs> the orange, orange. The orange smiley face. The orange smiley face, which is signature of Locke. Well, you know, it's almost Halloween, Chris. I wonder if anything eerie is going to happen on this canal. <laughs> <laughs> And that was our dad joke. Yeah, uh, well that, sorry about that. That'll also do it with that elegant uh, closing, uh, elegant, elegant, elegant closing for this day in history. Thanks for joining us. Let's go ahead and move on, Chris, to today's question of the day. Today's question of the day is: Would you rather live in an active volcano or on a cloud? Two places you cannot literally live <laughs> but we're going to pretend you can so have a discussion and uh yeah would you rather live in an active volcano or on a cloud we'll be right back and we're back chris you constantly look at clouds i noticed this about you <laughs> uh sh- yeah yep now um, here's a question what if there was an active volcano on a cloud. Okay. Kind of like well, the Lakitu creature in Mario. <laughs> and instead of throwing little spinies, it was lava. <laughs> um, there are places that are always in the clouds. Yes. Like, like mountain, Himalayas. Like mountaintop yeah. villages. Mountains, yeah. So my friend just got back from Tibet and um, I'm sure he saw some clouds up there. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm just imagining when it's foggy outside in the morning, like if that was constantly everything was wet, mm. that'd be a little frustrating. It wouldn't be the worst because you could also grow food. I was going to say, um, strawberry guy would love it. Strawberry but man. I, I don't know. It'd be cold up there because the higher you go, the colder it gets. That's so true. would you rather be cold up there on a cloud or would you rather be warm in an active volcano? I don't know how to volcano? live in a volcano. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy. Oh. If, you, if you think about it, you're... You know, obviously impervious to lava at this point. Oh, okay. So if you have, <laughs> yeah, if you have the boots from Zelda, yeah, you have lava boots from Zelda and lava tunic, so you can lava be tunic. all over the place. Okay, so you just you just grab a little section to the left over there, <laughs> burrow out a I hole. I feel like we just entered Minecraft ter- territory, yeah, and this is a ridiculous. We're question. just <laughs> who writes this stuff? <laughs> so where would you rather live? What well, if it was Minecraft? I would definitely live near a volcano. That's really fun. I'm gonna go climb. Okay. Yeah. It's clouds move. Sky Island. I could be traveling the world on my cloud. That would be fun. Like a bed. If it was soft, you couldn't fall down really. Yeah. I mean, you could fall down, but it's cozy. You could jump from cloud to cloud. I, I saw a a guy. Was it uh, where they jump out of an airplane? Skydiving. Okay. But they were wearing the squirrel suit thing where they oh, can the fly squirrel suit. with it. Yeah. And it was a guy who had a GoPro on their helmet. So the camera was wow. there, what they were seeing. And they flew through clouds, like the side of the cloud. That is so cool. And what I always think when I see like the big, poofy, tall clouds, I try to imagine their relative size to mm. mountains. Oh. Because they're gigantic They are gigantic. Like you're talking about cumulonimbus, the big, puffy, cotton candy-looking clouds? Yeah, if, if, they, if you were right next to it, it'd be a little foggy. But if... But if it was solid enough to see, like if the lighting was well lit, it would be huge. It would be like, I don't know. It'd just be interesting. I try to think about that whenever I see huge clouds. I wonder if you could gather all the clouds in the sky up, 
how big of a balloon it would be if you put them in a balloon. <laughs> the clear balloon. Yes. Well, if you live on a cloud or a volcano, let us know in the poll below on Spotify. Let's go ahead and move on, Chris. Let's take a quick break and check in with our dad joke correspondent on location. Take it away, Wes. Hey, guys. Hey, Alora, tell us a joke. I'll tell you three jokes. So, the first one is, what did the, why did the monkey go bananas? Because he wanted more bananas. <laughs> Second joke. Um, what's a concert song? Music. Music. Um, what is a cat's favorite dance move? I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Bye. Have another great day. Truly unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) The jokes keep coming. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, that'll do it for dad jokes. Good job, Wes. Now, I think it's time, Chris, we take things down a notch. Let's journey into our... Late Garden. <laughs> we thank you guys for tuning in here on another great day. Yeah, today's word of wisdom <laughs> comes to us from Proverbs chapter 24, verse 26. Ooh, back to the single verses. Indeed, indeed. NLT. An honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Oh, that's nice. The amplified version says, He kisses the lips and wins the hearts of the people. Who gives a right and straightforward answer? I think there's a little bit of context missed on this one to American society at the least. Yeah, we don't typically greet one another with kisses in our culture, like a little kiss on the cheek, like a hey, how you doing? kind of thing. So in France they do. It's called the bees, bisou. Oh, really? Which means kiss. It's a kiss of friendship. Yeah, you and that's a nice thing. You touch cheeks and make a a, a kiss noise. Interesting. That is, is not you're not kissing anybody. Yeah, because handshakes and hugs are pretty common here. But and yeah, the kiss is not too common. When I was in the Middle East, mm-hmm. I was greeted like this also. Oh, really? So I my I don't know. I'm not a scholar of the past. But your gut. But my gut you. says that this has been happening on the earth for thousands of years. Wow. And this is why this is like a honest answer is like a kiss of friendship. Like you would greet somebody and you allow them to be close enough to touch your cheek, essentially. It's a blessing because what's the opposite of a kiss of friendship? A punch to the face? Maybe well, a slap to the face? Probably more like like a cold shoulder. Ah, okay. You know, where you're, you're not engaging in friendship and conversation. But the wise words are saying, be honest. Yeah. It's a good honest. thing. It's a blessing. When you're honest, it's like having a good friend. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Chris, I think that's going to do it for today. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up. There's those drums. Oh, I love that beat. Let's go. All right. Well, um, our mission here, Chris, is to do what? To conversate, interact, <laughs> and create. We do that. We do those three things. That's I, right. I made them all different forms of those words. You did so good. I loved it. You should be on the Wheel of Fortune sometimes. You're a master of words. Well, if you like what you're hearing, folks, and you want more, just let us know. We love doing it for you, and we hope you're having a really good time. Share this with your folks. Rate us. Review us. And most importantly, keep on coming back. Even if... 
we ramble on about random stories for hours. We really do. <laughs> we really do. It's amazing. We're up to what, 105, 106 now? So if you're with us, you've enjoyed multiple hours of this. <laughs> the recording has gone on for 21 minutes. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. We thank you for listening, and we hope you make it another great day. day. We'll see you soon. <laughs> the end. Oh, my gosh. We really did ramble. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious.